Welcome to Restaurant Influencers Powered by Entrepreneur Magazine and Yelp. My name is Sean Walchef, founder of Cali Barbecue Media. This episode is brought to you by Toast, our primary technology partner. Uh, if you are looking to digitize your restaurant and become a delivery digital first restaurant, Toast is your solution. In life and in the restaurant business, we learn through lessons and stories. This week's guest is Rabia Kamara at Rabia. No. Rabia. What's that? Rabia. Rabia. Oh, <laughs> let's do that again. Ready? Yep. In life and in the restaurant business, we learn through lessons and stories. This week's guest is Rabia Kamara at rabia.kamara on Instagram and at Ruby Scoops IC on Instagram. Rabia, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. It's like we've done this before. I know, right? Long time no see though. <laughs> so uh, tell me, where in the world is your favorite stadium or stage or venue? Oh, gosh. Oh, that's difficult. I recently saw Usher at the MGM, and that was amazing, surprisingly. Wow. Um, and then I saw Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake in Miami. Can I remember the name of where it was? But that was awesome. Okay, let's go with the MGM. We're going to take yes. you back to the MGM, uh, pretend that Usher performed. And then uh, after Usher performs, we're going to put on a hospitality conference with all the uh, the best people in the restaurant business and hospitality business. And I'm going to give you two minutes. I'm going to give you the mic and say, okay. it's your turn. Tell us your story. Two minutes. Well, let's see. I am a first-generation American. Um, my parents are both African, and I've loved to bake since I was about eight years old. Um, I did what I was supposed to do, go to college, do all the things that your parents expect of you, and then decided I was going to go to culinary school, which went over gangbusters, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, so I've been cooking professionally for 10 years now. Um, after I graduated from college, I went to the Academy of Cuisine in Gatorsburg, Maryland, um, which has had quite a few notable alum, um, including Carla Hall. So I went there, graduated in the top 10% of my class, um, cooked in the industry and in different, in different restaurants for a while before I started my own business, uh, which is Ruby Scoops Ice Cream and Sweets. And we've been in business for going on seven years, which is insane to say out loud. <laughs> and um, we used to be based in DC and now we're based in Richmond. And I um, have been on Food Network three times and competed three times, but that last one was the charm. And I am the uh, inaugural winner of Food Network's Ben and Jerry's Clash of the Cones. So uh, apparently I'm the best ice cream maker in America. So toot, 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 toot. we'll do the that. best ice cream maker in America. <laughs> Boom. That's how restaurant influencers does it. That's how yeah. we, we only get the best of the best. Creme de la creme. So tell us, um, you know, one of the things we love why we do this podcast is to teach other business owners, other restaurant owners, hospitality professionals, how to tell their story, how to get on a bigger stage like Food Network. Yes. How, how did you do it? So I actually, back in the day, I, I think I submitted an application for um, a Halloween baking championship and ended up getting interviewed or kind of like potentially scouted for um, a holiday baking championship show. And I made it through the first three rounds of the interview, but then the dates changed because that happens a lot with TV productions and I couldn't go. But that was a blessing in disguise because if I would have done that, I wouldn't have been eligible to do um, Clash of the Cones. So luckily enough, I just, I, I seem to do really well on camera, which I think is, uh, it's a lovely talent to have. And, um, you know, I did get cast for that, but then I, they reached out to me to do guys grocery games. And I did that, had a great time. After that, they reached out for me to do 
make it like buddy I think I signed up for like bakers versus fakers so I, there was a things where I was like signing up for shows by proxy getting invited to do other ones um and so once you once you do a show or fill out an application they will send you applications for other shows that they're casting um and they sent one for the ice cream challenge and the application was long so I was like oh I'll procrastinate and do it later and then I got a phone call from them being like hey we've heard a lot about you and we want to interview you tomorrow um, can you fill out two applications instead? So I think the biggest thing really is being willing to put yourself out there, filling out the applications for things that you think are in your wheelhouse, whether it be Chopped or a Baking Championship. Um, I've done a lot of local news as well, doing different segments. So going to um, the Fox and ABC and CBS affiliates in DC and kind of showcasing what my ice cream can do. So we did like a, a segment where we showed people how to make beer floats, like how to pair the right ice cream with the right beer. Um, we did a, a national hot fudge Sunday day. So if you can Google up those little like national holidays and see which ones pair with your skills, reach out to your local news because they're always looking for segments and tell them what you can do. Show up on time, <laughs> maybe early if you can. Be super nice to them. Just go up there and do your best. Don't look at the cameras. That's the other thing. Don't look at the cameras. They're, <laughs> they there. Look they're at the there to track you. <laughs> so look at the people you're talking to. Because yes. that's not what they want. Um, but I think the more you can put yourself out there and create the connections where people know that they can count on you to do a fun segment or to really bring your like your personality all the way to the forefront, I think that's what they like to see. I think that's incredible advice. It's one of the things we we talk to restaurant owners all the time. It's you know, it's the unlock. It's why we're doing this podcast. It's so many times we we work so hard to, yeah. to get into this business, you know, and yeah. convincing our loved ones, hey, this is going to be a great idea, then convincing investors or family, then you're convincing the community, the bank. I mean, literally oh, all yeah. you spend all this time convincing everyone spend all this money and time to get open and then you get open and you realize how hard it is to actually run the business but Absolutely. then then it gets to the point where it's like well i need more people to come in i need more people to know about the product or service that i'm selling why isn't someone writing about me why isn't someone asking me to come on the news why isn't yeah. somebody putting me on a tv show yeah and the unlock for us was we need to start telling our own story and we started using social media to do that what was the unlock for you i mean what was the what was the the light bulb that said you know, I actually need to apply. Um, I think for me, it was, there was an unlock in me where I realized that people didn't want to just know about my business. They wanted to know about me as well. Um, and when I first started my business and started using social media, I do also have a degree in marketing. So I, to, to appease my parents, I tried to use what, you know, what they <laughs> gave me education wise and pair it together. But um, I think at first people were telling me like, Nobody wants, not people, two people in particular, nobody wants to see you, they want to see the product. And then um, when the, when, you know, the first like lockdown occurred and the pandemic really started, I wasn't able to be in a place where I could showcase product because we couldn't do anything. Um, I had signed a lease for a space that basically came to like a screeching halt. And I realized if I, I had the time to really revisit the way that I was using social media and the way that it could really work in my favor. So I deleted my entire page wow. <laughs> and started from scratch being a lot more um, intentional about wanting to share who I am and what's important to me with my community and trying to learn what is important for them and what I can deliver. Um, and that changed the game completely. So when I decided to 
I guess, be more vulnerable about who I am and what this brand means to me and why it's important to me to be able to feed people. I think, I think people already kind of liked me because I think I'm a likable person, <laughs> but I think it made them like me even more because it was like, oh, she's not, she's like a no holds barred kind of person. She will tell us really what's going on. I'm not holding back. Um, I think we all always want to put up like a stoic front, like everything's okay, but it's not always okay. And we learned that specifically during COVID when you run a restaurant, you think like, well, people always have to eat, but then when people can't go anywhere and you have to figure out how do I stay in touch with people so that whenever things do make some sense and people can come out and eat, they want to come and spend money where we are. Um, so I just decided to like, let people know who I am and what's important to me and um, really started to invest in causes that meant a lot to me. So uh, baking for Bakers Against Racism, donating some profits that we have to a lot of issues that have been happening, you know, like the bombing in Lebanon, um, just the fact that being a Black person in America is difficult and also deadly at times. So trying to really make sure that we can, I connected my values to my business and connected people that have the same values to us. Um, so we went from, I think, August of 2020, we had 7,000 followers. On Instagram. And then before the Food Network thing, we were at 14. <laughs> and since winning the competition now we are at 18 um so i think what, what why it works for us is because i went from detaching what ruby scoops was from me to really and env like enveloping why ruby scoops is such a big part of me yeah i think that's it just in such a powerful lesson for people that are listening and i think it's it's a, it's very scary you know it's very yeah, scary it's as a business owner for myself thinking about our barbecue journey and being a kid from San Diego, going on the news to talk about craft barbecue. I mean, yeah. all I could think about in my head was all the people from Texas and Kansas City and Memphis that are laughing going, this kid doesn't know what he's talking about with barbecue. And the truth is, you know, I, I really, I didn't. I have a mentor that's taught us about barbecue, but no one knows our story better than us. And yeah. once you as the listener get out of your own way and realize, yes, it is scary to be vulnerable, but that's what people want. Like that's literally, you convinced all those people around you to open up your business. You've convinced them to come into your business every single day. You just need to tell that same story to the internet and yeah. then you can start to really build, you know, deeper community and, and to a global audience. Mm -hmm. And it's about just like not being afraid to put yourself out there. And I do think a lot of the times when you cook, like you want to focus on the food and yeah. it can be hard to want to focus, like find the balance between focusing on the food and, and, and also being the face of that business. So I've had to learn how to do that kind of always because my logo is my face. <laughs> but I love that. Even more than that with, you know, being the first like black and queer owned ice cream shop in Richmond that makes their own ice cream. We opened November of 2020. So like we, it's a lot of, I mean, like what we do is risky, but it's basically just being willing to take even more risk and knowing that the risk that you've done that you've taken so far has paid off. So like, what's the harm in trying some more? Um, and there's always gonna be people that don't like it. I recently found out that there's like a whole section of the internet that doesn't like me because I went on TV and talked about why being black is important and why my ice cream is inspired by like black history and they hate it, but it's not for them. <laughs> but I'm not going to let those people deflect from my journey or the connections that I make with the people that see what I'm about and want to support that. I love that. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta learn to, that's the hardest things you put yourself out there. Not everyone's going to like it, but you have to not let that discourage you from being your true self and following your journey and loving what it is that you do. And I think 
you can't really be in the hospitality industry and not fully love what you do. So if you're, if you're talking to somebody that's listening to this podcast and they're, you know, driving and they're thinking, I've got a great idea. I should, I want to get into business, what, but, but I'm scared. What, what, what advice would you give them? That's the biggest part. It's always being scared. I think what I always tell people is start now and, and perfect later. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to go like balls to the wall and open a, a, a retail, like a storefront. I, I started um, doing pop-ups at like local community colleges um, and farmers markets and work my way into music festivals and into grocery stores. It was, you know, you do it little by little. You don't have to automatically be like, I have a great idea. I want to have a storefront. Sometimes it takes time. I did recently start a second business because I had a, I have a great idea. Let's open a storefront because the first one worked and I want some money that we could play with. So why not, you know, do that? But um, I think do your research always see what it is that everyone else that you're kind of in the same lane is doing and how you can differentiate yourself. Can you find a mentor that is willing to help you learn and help you grow and also teach you some stuff? Um, can you take the time to work on what this business looks like from the jump and then in five years? My original two year like goal was like everything that I look back on now, I'm like, wow, that was super lofty. Um, but better to believe in yourself than not you know I thought I would have a storefront in two years and it took five but in those five years I learned a lot about what I would need to have to be in a storefront five days a week um so you can start small always start with your like your circles I had a lot of loved ones that decided to you know try my ice cream and see what it was about and then realize like well you're actually good at this Mm -hmm. and then they were able to kind of sing my praises so definitely Lean on your loved ones, find a mentor, start now, perfect later, and give yourself the grace to not really know what you're doing and to fail and stumble a couple of times because that means you're gonna learn from those things and hopefully be better and then be at the space where you can really achieve your long and short-term goals. So we talked a lot about mentorship. I'm happy you brought it, brought it up. It's something that's so important to me. It's something yeah. I failed at doing early on and I'm really starting to do a better job now. Is there a particular story from your mentor? Who is your mentor and, and is there any story or lesson? Oh, that's the thing is, ironically enough, I don't fully have a mentor. I That's why I think if other people can find it that they should. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that I reached out to to kind of hopefully help me grow as an ice cream maker, weren't interested because they saw me as competition um and I think sometimes you you have to I mean not that those people can't be competition but it doesn't necessarily hurt to like show someone a little bit of what it is that you're doing um I was lucky enough that like one of my favorite pastry chef job um they just kind of let me do what I wanted to do so for me in a sense that was mentorship because they let me mess with my flavors come up with my ideas and then we would taste things and I'd get like, you know, feedback and then streamline things. And so I was able to really grow as a pastry chef very exponentially because I was given the ability to do what I wanted. And the people around me would guide me in a sense of like, okay, well, you, you made that, but it could have been this. And they did it in a way that was gentle enough that I could hear them and could very quickly like build off of that and make a change. Um, and I was with that company for, whew, a year or so and I went from a pastry cook to a pastry chef in eight months (laughs) so um my executive chef she was really lovely she took me to different events she let me come and shadow with her 
she let me come use her ice cream machine when I wanted to do pop-ups for my own events. Um, and then when she left the restaurant group, she came to me about my experience, like leaving the group and starting my own business. Um, I've been also really lucky to know a lot of other Black women in business. And so having that community and that network, that's another huge thing that I think has made a difference for me is knowing I'm not the only person who's going out there living my dreams and like putting all of my eggs in this one basket as this is the way that I make money. I don't want to work for other people. I want to work for me. What does this look like? And having people around me that are doing that same thing and not giving up really pushed me to not give up myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I think for me, it was less mentorship and more having peers that were doing the same thing as me and all of us having each other's backs and having people that cheer you on when you want to give up. Yeah. Um, because, the, you know, I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we don't share the parts that we don't like. We share the parts that are sexy. <laughs> we don't share the days where we want to light the whole fucking building on fire. Yep. So when I have days like that, to have other people around me in business who I can vent to, and like, obviously we love what we do, but there are days where you just want to like gripe and complain and being around people that will let you gripe and complain, but also tell you like, okay, well that's over. So now we gotta get back to work. <laughs> I think has been really helpful for me. Um, so yeah, I think if you're gonna start your own business, you need to have people that can love on you, that you can lean on and that will support you because it's like being an entrepreneur is so cyclical. And so many times where you're like, I'm doing so great. And then you're like, oh my God, what am I doing? Should I, should I close this down? My cash flows off? Like, you know, it's so up and down and having people that can support you on that insane roller coaster is really important. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. We believe a rising tide lifts all ships and it doesn't matter where you are in the journey, but as long as you surround, your, surround yourself with people that are like-minded, that will push you and hold you accountable, because I think that's really the most important thing is, you know, that's why we do the podcast. That's why we have a clubhouse room every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time so that people that are listening, they can actually get involved and ask questions and say, yeah. hey, I might not be where you are. You know, what, what do you think about this? And by being vulnerable and saying that you are scared to put out a business plan or go to get funding or to go find somebody that's going to help you scale your business by sharing those stories, sometimes it's just one simple lesson that somebody can say. And sometimes it's just a kick in the kick in the ass. You know, yeah. sometimes it's just like, Sean, get out of your own way and post more content. Like whatever that is, um, it's important to surround yourself with other entrepreneurs and other like-minded people. Absolutely. Uh, you can't be in business. You can't be successful unless you care about community. You have to invest in your village. You have to invest in all the people that come into your shop. Uh, the reason why we care so much about this podcast is it's beyond the shop now. It's beyond the brick and mortar restaurant. We have online communities that learn about you, that see you on Food Network, that see you on Instagram. Why is it important to care about those online communities the same way you do about the people that come in your shop? Overall, it's important because representation really matters. Um, and I'm 33 years old. And by the time I saw anyone that looked like me on TV cooking, I was already well in my 20s. So I think it's important for little kids of all races to see people of all races excelling on television in different um, capacities. You know, like you could see that, like you can be anyone that you want if you work hard. And that's a big part of it, but also like, the community isn't just Richmond, especially now that I have been on like a national television show and won like 
I never thought there'd be a day where I, I found a stack of mail in the shop that someone hid from me from September. And there was a, someone, a letter from someone in California congratulating me on winning. The week that I won, someone called from Buffalo to just congratulate me. So the fact that like I got to go on television and be my true self and do what I love the most and that somehow has inspired people not only to enjoy watching me on TV and like who I am and, and, and see who I am, but I think it speaks volumes in the sense of like, you can be yourself in the world and be liked and accepted and win. Um, so that's important. And I think community overall, especially as someone who is a black woman, so like double minority, <laughs> it's important for other black women to see not only myself, but other women excelling because like I was saying, my community is a bunch of other women, other black women that are working for themselves. So. I hope that people see that and it might not be that they want to make ice cream, but maybe they want to start selling cookies or they want to start selling that the art that they make. I hope that they see that me putting myself out there encourages them to put themselves out there and see what they can really do. And we live in a world where it's not just about the people around you, but the people you know that you're friends with online and who you see online. And a lot of the time, again, people want to only share the parts that are sexy. Um, yeah. So sharing the whole story when things are going well or aren't going well, trying to make sure that like, I'm just genuinely being an actual human and not just like a face on television. Yes. I think it's important because that way we all feel a little less alone and more on the same path, especially right now in COVID and like life has not been normal in two years. I guess this is more so the new normal, but you know, not, I think we're all in a different headspace than we've been in the past. Yeah. So I think if people, can reach out to me online and hear back from me um it probably feels good because you don't really get to hang out with people like we used to and see the people that you love so if you you know get to chat with me for a brief amount of time hopefully that's a little to your day because it always adds to my day like i'm so grateful for the, the fact that we have regulars at the shop and people who want to like with the weekend that i won we were so busy and I'm so grateful for it, but like people were going to the shop and I wasn't there. We had an event off site. They were coming to the event just to talk to me still. So. Um, and being in an ice cream shop, obviously like it's a very joyful place. And I have always said that like, I, I deal in nostalgia. So I want people to come in and feel the way they did when they were kids when they got ice cream and share that feeling with their own children and having a space where like we already have shop babies. <laughs> so we've been open for over a year and like, Awesome. The kids that came in the weekend that we won, or sorry, the weekend that we opened, and people that were pregnant the weekend that we opened that now have like one-year-olds. We had a family come in on Saturday. And I always knew them as husband and wife, and I was scooping their ice cream. And I looked up, and there was just like this little dot of a human on this woman. And I was like, you had a baby? Like, what? So <laughs> wow. knowing people enough to know, like, to be a part of their lives and be in that neighborhood ice cream shop, I think, for me is the biggest thing about like what is important about community is people can come there and just enjoy their ice cream and be in a safe space and feel a little more connected to their neighborhood um and hopefully we get to keep doing that for a long time yeah yeah it's uh we have there's a little girl she was our, our flower girl for mother's day back when we first opened the restaurant but she her, her birthday is the day that we opened up our restaurant on April 20th, 2008. And she's, you know, now she's almost 14 years old. But, no. You know, every time that we see her, I mean, it's it's a reflection. It's it's the family. I mean, it's the yeah. family, the generational aspect of once you have a successful business, 
like you we're, we're building businesses into the future you're not building a one-hit wonder yeah so you know no matter at what age people come into your business you want to see them you know through the good times and through the bad times but they, they know that they can count on you and you know as, as a father with two two small kids a four-year-old uh, son and a two-year-old daughter we love ice cream and we wish yes. we wish we wish we had a ruby scoops in san diego self one day hopefully you know one day that might be a thing we're trying to figure all right out. well when you hit the west coast hopefully you you hit san diego first yes you know we'll see time will tell but yeah we are we're very grateful to be a part of a community and to hopefully be building our community uh, in more ways than one. So, yeah. So anybody uh, that's listening, what's your favorite uh, digital playground? Where, where are you most active on social media and uh, how can people follow you? Uh, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, you can follow Ruby Scoops at Ruby Scoops IC. That's really where I'm most active both personally and professionally. And then my personal Instagram is Rabia, R-A-B-I-A dot Kamara. And we also have a Facebook for Ruby Scoops as well. Cool. Well, we will put links into the show notes. Um, if you guys want to reach out to me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. That's Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. Um, reach out if you know another restaurant influencer. It doesn't matter where they are in the world. Um, if they're a hospitality professional and they're building a strong online community as well as an offline community, uh, we want to talk to them and share their stories. We are super grateful uh, to do this podcast again. Uh, I joke because we've already uh, we recorded one last year. Um, it took a year to get this show off the ground, but thanks to Yelp uh, and Yelp community managers for getting us in touch with such an amazing person. Um, we love what you're doing. We're huge, we're huge fans. We're super fans of what you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was great to see you again. <laughs> great to see you again. And uh, please be sure to join us on Clubhouse every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we talk about restaurant influencers. Hopefully um, we can get you on to, to come and share your story. I would love to. That would be so questions. awesome. Yeah, that would be fantastic. But thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next week. If you're inspired, uh, please share this episode with a friend. And uh, don't be afraid to stay curious, get involved, and ask for help. <laughs>